0: Welcome to the Alex B Podcast after Windows decided to do one of those automatic updates in the middle of editing and it took me forever and ever to get the episode all aligned. uh, We're back in business. Gary Watson coming up next on the Alex B Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Alex B Podcast. Connect with the podcast on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The username, all one word, the Alex B Podcast.
0: Welcome back to the Alex B Podcast. I don't know how many years uh, I've known Gary. I don't how many years have I known you, dude? Like you worked at IRC. We go back. We, we go back, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we go back, uh, I don't know, almost, I would say, I'm about 23, 24 years. Yeah. Not, quite, not quite 25 years, which we'll
0: get to at some yeah. point, I'm sure. But yeah. Uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. This seems to be the magic number, 2020 and 25. <laughs> there's this, there's, I should play them as fucking lottery numbers, and maybe I'll, like, I'll win some money because God knows I'm not making any money now. But <laughs> I digress. So, Gary, we were bumping to each other throughout the years, and most recently at my, my former casino job, and he said, you know what, we should do a podcast. And at the time, I was gainfully employed. I was bouncing between two properties. I'm like, dude, I don't have time to do a podcast. Plus, if I do a podcast, you know, we've got to, like, really watch what I say because da 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 And then, kabam, March 14th comes in. I'm like, huh, okay, well, it looks like I'm going to be sitting at home for a minute. Let's start a podcast. I I want to say I started in April. I don't know, April or May. And here we are in the fall, officially not having a job and officially say whatever the fuck I want. So it's kind of cool. Gary lives downtown.
2: You what what was funny about that is, uh, and I know we we had talked about doing a podcast for a long time and then, um, uh, I got off of Facebook. Yeah. What happened to that? Cause
0: you vanished, dude. Like you were just like ghost.
2: Yeah. I just, um, man, I was, it was a time suck. I was spending too much time and then, um, you know, political, I'd get sucked into political conversations Then it was just, uh, man, it was just weighing on my soul to be on there and wasting yeah. too much time. So I, uh, I cut the, cut the cord on it, but it was just funny because I know we had talked about doing a podcast for a long time, and then uh, I, I was off Facebook for like a year, and then I wasn't coming down to uh, the casino for a while, and uh, then when I got back on Facebook for my, you know, latest business stuff I, that I needed to be on for uh, networking and stuff, I knew, noticed you were like, you know, sixty or some odd uh, episodes yeah. in. I couldn't remember the number. I'm like, all right, well, I guess he's finally doing the damn thing. Yeah, so that's good. yeah. I mean, like,
0: <laughs> what else do I got to do? But between that and laundry and, and watching the dogs and lawn work, I mean, I ain't got much going on. So it's cool because it kept, it's kept me busy this whole time. It's going to keep me busy, and I like to try to bring people on here that have a different point of view. Some, and you're a pretty funny guy. I mean, just in the text messages we've exchanged over the last, you know, couple of days is funny. And if the videos, if anybody saw it on social media, why don't you tell the folks what, what that's about? Like, because it's, I would, I, I, I could not live up there where there's a bunch of drunks on the ground floor tell people what exactly you encounter in that area of downtown
2: yeah so i pretty much live um in the heart of downtown i mean i'm um on just just about a block away from all the bars on South meridian um i'm in an old warehouse building loft Uh, i love it i love you know living in a loft it's great um it, you know, it's uh, it's definitely way different than living in the suburbs where I had my house um, for you know 15 years or whatever. But um, it, so there's a brewery in the on the first floor, and um, they do. You've seen these um these pedal cars downtown where yeah. um, you know people people can jump on there for um, bachelorette parties or. Um, birthday parties are just because, you know, they want to get drunk at 10 AM on, a you know, Saturday yeah. or whatever. So, um, well, they, they, they park in our garage, so the, it's ran out of our garage where we park at and they load right underneath my window. Um, <laughs> oh, no! yeah, so it's, uh, it's, I've lived here for two, two years and, uh, the first year wasn't so bad because they weren't really so busy and then the brewer wasn't really up and running yet. Uh, but man, since, uh, especially since COVID hit, uh, once you know, it, it, people still want to go out and drink and I don't know what the, the laws are with, um, you know, pedal cars. I know they can drink on the car. So people show up with their coolers and they drink and then they've got somebody that drives them to a bar hop basically downtown and they got a four or five different bars and, uh, um, drink the entire way and of course it starts and ends right underneath my window
0: <laughs> but have you noticed though since covid have you ever noticed how excise has been really lax like they're letting regular bars to do like carry out liquors and stuff. remember like years ago you couldn't do anything without excise being on your ass for not carting people like back in you know when it worked in the broad ripple era back to Mar- world Mardi Gras. now it's like oh yeah you want a patio space we want to generate revenue because they get money on their taxes so now it's a free-for-all where a couple years ago when we were all doing this Man, excise was like, oh, excise is here, you know? And everybody would, like, panic. Now it's like, oh, excise is here. They must,
2: they, they're probably going to give us 50 more seats on the patio, you know? It's nuts. Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, we could, you could do an entire episode on um, the bar and nightclub scene drama that's going on downtown. I mean, um, there's a lawsuit going on with uh, some of the, the nightclub owners because uh, – and I don't know the exact details of, you know, the law right now, but you can't – I mean, they, they say that you – Nightclubs can't be open past midnight. Um, they can't, There's no dancing. I mean, it's like we're in a – it's like Footloose. I mean, the, the mayor even – He even
0: made a reference to that. And I term, think it was um, Ryan with Taps and Dolls. Hasn't he heading us up?
2: Yeah, he's the one that um, kind of got the ball rolling on it. And, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him because, uh, I mean, you walk around anywhere downtown and you see uh, places like Brothers um, that's got a line. That's a block long, and people are standing in line to get in to eat and drink, and they can stay open I think as late as they want. Um, and it's it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, they need to level the playing field. I mean, I'm all for, um, you know, I was all for you know wearing masks and you know shutting things down and getting a grasp on everything. But, you know, when you can go to Carmel and it's like COVID doesn't exist in Carmel or on the outskirts, you know, outside of the city, and bars and clubs are open and you know running business as normal. Um, it, it's really hurt downtown, you know, the night. It really the is. Bar scene
0: it and, is because uh, Peppers in Greenwood, which is obviously Johnson County has been
2: packed.
0: They did a remodel, oh yeah. but they did. Re- uh, George and Mike did a remodel when they were closed. It really looks nice. It really, anybody that's ever been there. It's definitely different than what it was. And there, I mean, there, we, Mike and I were there on a Thursday and they were packed because obviously you can't do anything in Marion County, da 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 da. So you're right. I think the playing field needs to be leveled because imagine going right up the street, you know, County Line Road, and then you're in a, you're right across there. Oh, no, oh, can't do that. You know, I, it's so lopsided. And I think, I, I think the and I'm not Democrat or Republican. I'm kind of in the middle because I like to hear everybody's opinion. I think there's been a constant pissing match between Hawksett and Holcomb. Because if you notice, Hawkset's always trailed behind whatever Holcomb thinks the entire state can do, should do. Hawkset's just a little bit behind. And I think he's, like you said, I think he's really screwing this industry. It's already tough enough as it is. I mean, and, and with what's going to happen if these places close? Because you only have so much reserve capital. Then what?
2: Yeah, it's, it's definitely, and I'm, I'm like you, you know, um, I'm kind of in the middle because I like to bitch about everything. You do. Um. God love you. That's
0: why you're going to be a perfect fit for this.
2: Yeah, so I you know, I think that's one of the reasons we we've bonded over the years. But um yeah, I think the biggest issue with it right now is from what I see, you know, from an outsider standpoint, and I mean I do nightclub photography, so it's obviously affected my business because I'm not getting calls to go shoot, you know, concerts. I mean, you know how that goes. I'm uh-huh. not getting calls to go shoot big shows or And even when the uh, concerts resume yeah. I
0: won't be getting calls back to work. So there's that. Uh-
2: <laughs> yeah, so I mean just from being on the outside I kinda see it. But I think what's really kind of fan the flames is uh, he's, he's not even addressing it. You know, it'd be one thing if he talked to the people or he really is a statement and ex- explained, okay, this may be why we're doing it or whatever, but it's just, it's literally from what I've seen been radio silence. Like he hasn't even responded to the lawsuit. And then, you know, the, um, Twitter post the other day that came out where his deputy, uh, mayor or whatever was flipping off the camera, um, that certainly didn't help things so I, I don't know what's going on down there man but it's um you
0: know it's bizarre because I, he throws just, these directives out he throws these direct and I, again i'm not i'm not i'm right there in the middle he throws these directives out but then he like doesn't follow it up i mean he was nowhere around downtown when the riots and stuff happened anywhere like you didn't see yeah. that dude anywhere in the streets and i'm not saying you know he should go there like in a mobile and go around with a fire extinguisher trying to put fires out but I don't know. I mean, you live downtown. Did any of that stuff affect you? I mean, how, are you, were you like in the middle of that, or were you kind of on the outskirts when all hell broke loose at the end of May?
2: Um, it was a little wild because, um, you know, again, I live on, I'm just uh, like off the opposite side of Slipper Noodle on, on Meridian okay, Street. Okay, run on. So, um, so I mean, I'm, I'm in the heart of things, but I'm, you know, a, a, I guess a block away from it. But it was surreal to watch on the news. Like, I'm looking out my window right now, and I can see Conseco or Banker's Life or whatever it's called now, uh, the field house. And to see on the news that night where things were getting um, set on fire and broken into, and it was like uh, you know right over by where that's I like I could see the building that it was happening out of my window, and it was surreal. It's like this stuff doesn't happen in our country, from what I'm you know <laughs> normally. You know, right, this is something you see in another country um, or another you know crazy city, but. Um, yeah, I mean it's it, it didn't really affect me that much. Um, I have noticed that there are still a lot of businesses um, that have boards up and stuff downtown. That's bad. I, like, I don't. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a middle-aged white dude, so I don't necessarily feel I'm not. I don't feel unsafe walking around anywhere. I but it's really not appealing though.
0: Is, it's not appealing. If you, let's say right, that's
2: that, you're, yeah.
0: You're, that's you're, you're driving it to it Chicago. Doesn't... You stop in Indy for like a hot minute. You're gonna see it boarded up like it's eight mile in Detroit. You're gonna keep going and. Th- you said it didn't affect you. So you at no time during this watching on TV. You did not have the impulse to run down there to the, like the T-Mobile Verizon store and grab your phone. You stayed, you stayed at the crib, right? you were good. You didn't do no lighting.
2: Right. Okay. I'm yeah. Just... Well, I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, it's the same way, it, you know, it, it just doesn't pass the optics. You know, it, it, there are businesses that still have boards up on the windows that are open and it just doesn't, it doesn't look good. It doesn't pass the optics. And this town, I mean, I'm from Indianapolis, with the exception of living in Dallas for a couple of years, um, and then I moved back here. I mean, the city downtown is just has been awesome. They, the way they built it, and it's all based on, you know, getting um, revenue come in for trade shows and all of that stuff. And because of the way we build our downtown, and when other cities are seeing this, and again, I since I'm down here, I see it every day. It, it just it doesn't it doesn't pass that optics test, and it doesn't make you want to drive from. Avon or Plainfield or Carmel and come no. downtown for something. So, um yeah, I think it's a problem. I think it's going to continue on, um, but it's uh you know i just sad to see it happen to you know to your home. You know,
0: I think they, they really need to get it fixed because I and and the Winter Circle where, where I helped build that that place, the off track betting on a sports book. I mean, they they literally busted out. I mean, here's what I don't understand: like you literally, and I understand people are mad, people are angry, whatever, but. They like broke all the windows out, ran behind the bar and grabbed the booze. Are you are you sending a message that you're that you're upset with the injustices of the police department by ripping off booze and cell phones? No,
1: That's right.
0: You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's I just dude. I lived in I was born and raised in Gary, Indiana. I mean, yeah, there was some there were some fires and stuff back in the '80s, but nothing like this where it's just like I think this there's a better way to convey your message and I don't know. So what's the pros and cons of living in downtown? For anybody that wants to go downtown, I mean, obviously there's, there's good stuff because you've been on there for a minute. Obviously there's bad stuff. So tell us three things that are disadvantages to living downtown. If you can um, think of
2: Disadvantages, I would say, um, well, I mean, pre, pre-COVID it was the noise. It's just so loud all the time. Um, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it's just the people, you know, it was, so, it was always so busy. Now, granted, with COVID it's just been it's pretty silent until uh, lately. Um, but it, the noise level, you have to definitely get used to it, especially if you're used to living in the suburbs or somewhere, um, the building that I live in, the walls are really thin too. So, um, you know, my neighbor can probably just hear me talking right now and wonder why I'm talking to myself. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, so, I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely the biggest con I think, but you know, people that are from larger cities or you're it's just, you just deal with it. You got uh, a great
0: view. I mean, read you really do in the videos that I saw. I mean, you really got a great view of it. And I just, I, I just want forth, forth for the Facebook, you know, for the gram, for the, for the Facebook. If you get a bunch of middle-aged hags downstairs singing to sing and I we've got to get that on video because I'm
2: sure it's happened. Dude, it has it not. It, oh, it happens all the time, especially normally, Saturday mornings are the ones that hurt me the most because they start at like 10 a.m. I'm a late night person, so I'll be up late editing photos and I'll be in bed. And, you know, if I have my window open, um, I hear the music starting to blast. And, you know, it gets uh, the the funniest definitely is, um, you know, the middle aged white women singing, um, you know, my neck, my back, uh, (laughs) you know, they, they get kind of carried away. So um I'll, I'll definitely get you some video you need, we that. need to get video it, it, of that
0: I, you know what you, you i'm I, surprised you have not I, thought of this why would you not your windows open correct to the downstairs yeah why would you not throw out Please. beads man boobs for beads at 10
2: o'clock in the morning <laughs> hell yeah with your wheaties you know that's a good, that's a great idea i might have to do that um and, put on like know, a crazy
0: mardi I, gras I, hat like a gesture yeah. hat and just start throwing out beads man these drunks the psh, man i'm telling you man, it'll be like nudes a popping.
2: I think I think you might have to come down and film that uh, for you know, for for one of the podcast lives. And, and you know, I, I I bitch about the uh, the pedal car thing, but the dude that owns it is he's super cool. He's a great guy. Um, but I know a lot of people that I my friends that are in the bar industry downtown they absolutely hate those things because they you know I, I don't know if it's because when they bring people in they're so trashed or it's just you know that. They block up traffic when you're driving. Yeah, they're pretty obnoxious, yeah, so and especially
0: if you can't get all the drunks to pedal at the same time. <laughs> right. How is Chicago giving us travel advice on COVID and quarantining? So riddle me this, because I haven't traveled out of, out of New Palestine uh, since this started. How do you know somebody's quarantining if they go into Illinois? Like, how do you monitor that? You know, they say, well, you know, if you come over to Chicago or going to Indiana, you're going to have to quarantine for whatever days. How do we, it's not like you're pulling them off and throwing them in like a semi-trailer. So how do we know that's actually being done?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I just thought it's funny because um, I, I live, you know, a block away from uh, the train station here. And I took my first train to Chicago um, before, uh, it was last summer, I think it was. And uh, it was awesome, you know. It was like a forty dollar round trip train ride from here to Chicago, and I stayed the night, and then I came back, and I'm like, I want to do that again, and I I thought, man, it'd be kind of cool to go up to Chicago sometime here in uh, October, November, because it's still going to be you know shut down a little bit more, and I literally just two days ago saw something where somebody posted that Chicago had people um, from Indiana was still quarantined, and I was thinking the same thing, I'm like, how how do you how are you gonna measure that? I mean, yeah, like who's gonna stop you? Like, know, stop you? A train, like somebody at the state line? You stay on the train, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, mean, I, I don't understand how, how that's working.
0: Line. It's just like when you go to a retail store and it says, "Well, if you've had a cough or a temperature, don't enter the store." Look, dude. If I've got to get some milk and I got to get some like quick groceries to the crib, am I gonna tell the absolute truth? Oh, yeah, I feel one hundred percent. No. So right. I just. I don't know. I just. I think, do you, I, I do Do I think there's a COVID out there? Obviously, yes, because I always tell people, maybe the numbers could be screwy, but you, I, I've lost personally one of my best friends. I lost to COVID. One of my best friends' dad lost. So I, I've affected loss firsthand. Do you, are we out of this stuff anytime soon? I mean, what? Uh,
2: I, no, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I had it in July. I mean, I, I was out in Vegas doing some work for a hotel, um, restaurant out there and I, I almost canceled my trip because it was right when they had this spike. And, um, you know, after having a conference call with the hotel and they needed their stuff and it was just, you know, it was too good of a job, too good of an opportunity to pass up, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to try to be as safe as I can. Um, and then I'm just not going to schedule anything for three weeks when I come back. That way I can, you know, make sure that I'm safe. And um, sure enough, I, I, I caught it when I was out there. And so you, you, tested back, not... you tested positive.
0: You tested positive.
2: I tested positive. Yeah. I was out there, uh, over July 4th. Um, I got home, I think on that July 8th and literally as soon as I walked in my building, um, I could feel like the congestion and started Ugh. feeling like crap. And I was, it knocked me out for a week. I mean, it was, um, it's not a hoax. I mean, it, you know, I'm relatively healthy. Um, but I, I it, the biggest thing that I noticed was uh, it was tough to breathe. I coughed a lot, and I just had no energy. I mean, it literally that me. I mean, other than getting up long enough every day to let my dog out, uh, take my dog downstairs and let him out, I slept for an entire week. And um, it was – yeah, it was insane. I couldn't imagine having uh, some kind of underlying health issue and having that. Um, when people say it's like the flu, I, 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 it wasn't anything – like the flu that I've ever had. Um, and of course, you know, some of that plays into your head too, where, you know, you're laying in the bed and all of a sudden <laughs> you get a, cha- a, a pain in your chest that normally you wouldn't think twice about. You're like, oh, is this it? You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you don't know. because Yeah, because you don't know because everybody's scared. When I get a pain in my chest at night, I just go back to what I had for lunch. That's problem solved. Right. I'm not worried about that because yeah. I eat I, I, I irresponsibly. But I didn't know you tested positive for the Rona. That's that's. I'm glad, yeah. to, I'm glad to see you survived. I mean, that's good. I don't think we're out of the woods. I think, maybe I'm wrong, I hope not. Do you think Holcomb's going to roll anything back? Or is he going to wait till after the election?
2: Um, It's going to be interesting to see what happens after the election. I mean, I think, uh, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Um, You know, I think just we as Americans, uh, we're, we're too stubborn and we're too, um, selfish
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, the, you know the majority of us rather than saying all right we're gonna have three months where well, we going do doing shit um, you know and everybody kind of be moving in the same direction I think would say a lot for it um, you know helping this thing go away quicker and buying some time to figure out whether it's a vaccine or treatment or whatever it might be I mean there's I'm not nearly smart enough to be able to have any of the answers but I just feel like it's 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 probably not going to go away anytime soon, and we we're going to have to get used to this new middle of the road normal where it's just sloshing through mud. I think. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's, it's the way it is.
0: I think you know I I I think you know I think Trump you know I think he was delusional when this all started. I don't think he had a he he, he had a clue. And I was referred back to the USA Today. Um, and I don't remember the date, but I remember it was when Kobe Bryant got in a helicopter crash. And you, if you Google it, you'll see the image. And then to the left, it says, "You know, Dr. scramble for coronavirus back. It was back in January, whenever Kobe got in that got in a helicopter wreck. So I think the timelines. And the thing is, you can't get them all to agree. Like they all won't get all say the same thing. You know, Fasushi will say one thing. You know, it's. You just—I know—not everybody's always going to speak in unison when it comes to our government, man. Sometimes, man, it's—it's just a shit show, especially with with Trump on Twitter. (laughs) Please,
2: come on now. Yeah, I just. Yeah, and I I think, I mean, depending, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on um, politically. If you look at, or if you're one of those people that say, "Oh well, the numbers of," Covid in the United States is it's not accurate or whatever. However, you want to think about it. If you simply look at all the numbers across the world, other countries that when this shit came up, they they locked it down, and you know it stuck for three or four months. But they're starting to get back to levels of you know normal, do be able to do shit normally like they were. Um, we just we can't seem to do that. But I mean, I I look at that the scientific data that shows you know all of these countries that have done these things and their numbers have down gone down and they're able to go back to life as normal. And we just, we're not going to be able to do that. I mean, Americans just, we're just, we think we... Um,
0: we're arrogant. You know, we we're, we're, we really are arrogant, if you think about it. Yeah. It's, it's just like when, you know, people say, well, you know, I can't believe, you know, these people, you know, you know the stuff will go to Mexico because people are like grateful to have a job and get shit done. I mean, we've had to bail out the auto industry. You know what I mean? Like it's everybody wants to make more money than their work I get it. Okay. I get it. Cause trust me, I was making, I was making bank what I was doing. I'm not making shit now, but you also have to be prepared. I mean, I've been applying at Amazon. I'll go do whatever. I'm not, I'm not one of these people that's going to sit back and say, well, because realistically the concert business and just from the booking agents and stuff I've talked to, nobody's hitting that road till spring at the very earliest. So there's nothing yeah. that's going to come through. So that's affecting all the people that work at the live nation venues, uh, uh, jam productions out in Chicago, the list is endless. I, got New, I mean, look at New York. Now they're saying Broadway's not going to open up till the summer. So look at all those stagehands, those production people, those understudies, all these people. Where are they going to work? Like, what's going on? What's going to save the arts? I mean, that's a big thing. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I tell people, because well, you think your Best Buy is open, your Kroger's open, that everything's legit, man. There's still big segments. The airlines are cutting a bunch of people, the hotels, the arts we're, we're, we're far from over, dude. I think we're far from over.
2: That's yeah. That was a really good, that was a really good article. I'll have to see if I can find it and send it to you. Um, that a guy wrote about, um, you know, the the, the big argument was with the, um, the relief packages and unemployment and it being unemployment being too high and people not wanting to go back to, to work. And I forget who this person was, but it was a guy that was, um, He was like a he he was, and I can't. I'm totally drawing a blank on who he was or where he was. But he he made like six figures. Um, He was like a a higher up in a company and had a career of some sort. And um, his perspective was, you know, I'm not gonna go to. I read that same article because I posted
0: that. Yeah, I'm not gonna go work at a Target just because Target's hiring. Because I think there's a, and I tell people, look at your resume. Okay, obviously everybody's different age. All the jobs that you've had, were they jobs or was it a career? Because I'm going to tell you right. this, I'll sound like a douchebag, but everything I said I was going to do out of high school, I've done. Everything I've done has been entertainment related, whether it's been you know X103, whether it's been the Colts, whether it's been the nightclub stuff, the casino stuff, it's been in my field. These weren't jobs. This was my career. I'm 52 years old. Think about that. I'm 52 years old. 25 years of that 52 was spent at one job which is almost unheard of unless you're working in the steel mills or unless you're working for, like, GM or Ford or something. 25 years, and I'm 52.
2: And then all of a sudden, Puff the Magic Dragon, that has gone. Gone. Uh, they, they didn't deserve you, brother. I lost my job in March, too, but I wasn't there for, um, you know, 25 years. So, uh, yeah, they, they didn't deserve you.
0: Dude, it's crazy. I mean, I, I understand. You know, <laughs> it's the way that it goes, but I'm just going, Man. I'm afraid to listen to Gary's thing, so we're gonna play really quick an Outcast song because we've been talking for about 30 minutes. Uh, we're gonna rock some Outcast, and then Gary is going to play the first edition of Flip the Script, and it's coming up next. One, two, three, up. Uh. Go wrong with an Outcast song ever. Ever. Outcast, Outcast, please get back together soon. Please reunite. The world needs Outcast.
1: Remember, you can listen to and share the Alex B podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and Google, or you can simply go to the thealexbpodcast.com.
0: All right, we're back. <laughs> the Alex B podcast. I'm joined with Gary. So I've I got um,
2: uh, four or five Five really good ones that i thought about uh, the other night so okay. the first one is um how much do you hate little caesar's pizza
0: It sucks it's the worst it's worse man it's a it's like it's like cardboard with sauce it's it's the, it's the worst it's the worst maybe because it has to wear caesar and i don't know yeah no i don't even like caesar salad at this point nope
2: nope pass and <laughs> is the eyes of march your favorite uh, band now you,
0: <laughs> <ta-da-da-da-da-da>. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there's a theme here that i won't go into any nope further,
1: but maybe, any
0: though, anybody that like, knows anything you could put it together man R- rewind it back you know they tell you like listen to the instant replay follow the bouncing ball yeah vehicle that's funny
2: it's funny yeah there might be like one percent of the people listening that'll get it and those people are laughing pretty hard right now But yep. everybody else is like what is what is he talking yep. about so you, I mean, being such a big Prince fan, you have to have some sort of theory on um, surrounding his death or if it was murder. what, what was? Here's what, what I, here's what I think, that. and
0: because I've known people that use drugs, I mean, not famous people. Um, I think there was a gap in the time from when he was dropped off till the time that he, the, the time that came back the next morning. As much as a privacy freak that he was, you're trying to tell me none of the cameras picked up anybody coming and going. And you think people, I'm not saying that, that drug users aren't messy or whatever. Do I think he was, I think there's a difference between a drug user and a drug abuser. Do I think he was probably using them to, 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 to mask pain? Absolutely. But as you know, and maybe you don't know, you don't have to, you don't have to use drugs to know this. You get a little white capsule. If it's two o'clock in the morning and you got back pain and you grab the, grab the wrong capsule, lights out. But when I saw the pictures of the crime scene, they got all these, like, these pills scattered out. Like it's, like it's Elvis in his bathroom or something. I'm like, man, come on. Like, come on, man, it is, is, as much as like a private as, as, as Prince is, and let's say he was doing that. Nobody knows how all these pills were getting in Paisley Park. Like, the thing is, like, nobody will say anything. Do I think somebody murdered him deliberately? No. Do I think that, that his, pill, his, his pills were switched around and they were spread around to make it look like he had more of a problem than he did? Absolutely. Absolutely. And how do you, how do you cremate somebody? How do you do an autopsy? And literally the same afternoon, cremate him. That's almost unheard of, and, and and you don't get the ashes when when they literally got the ashes as soon as they got done. That's impossible. They're too hot. And his sister at the funeral home picking up his ashes the same day he gets cremated. Nah, nope, nope. I ain't buying it, dude. I ain't buying it. But Warner Brothers is somehow tied into that. Um, Kirk Johnson, who's in plays with a new party. I just I don't buy it, man. Like that's the biggest mystery Elvis. Okay. We tied Dr. Nick into him. Okay. Michael Jackson, we tied in Dr. Conrad Murray, all these people as big as Paisley Park and nobody can say how the quantities of these alleged pills that, you know, they took pictures of knows how they got inside. It's not like Prince. you think Prince was like meeting somebody behind a little Caesar's pizza saying, Hey man, you got the, you got those, uh, Watson 375s? No,
2: we'll flip it. We'll flip it again. Um, double flip the script here. So I got two more here. Um, from World Mardi Gras, to Gators, what's the Gators, what's the craziest thing? Now, this is, since this is a podcast, you can say anything. Yeah. You don't have to worry about FCC. So what's the craziest thing that you saw at World Mardi Gras? When you-
0: I think when we just, just basically having the, you know, when Supercross was in town, Johnny Knoxville's been in that DJ booth. Ron Jeremy's been in that DJ booth. Um, Ursay's Daughters. I mean, a lot of people would come through because they would all just blend in. You know, it was kind of, I would say that Gators was kind of like the Studio 54 of the late 90s, early 2000s. Because anybody's been in those complex, I mean, all the clubs were good in their own right, but if you've ever been in there at 3 o'clock in the morning when flashbacks were closed and brewskis were closed and the music hall closed, they'd all be in Gators.
2: Well, that kind of brings me to my last question. Yes. Is, I mean, who's the, I mean, from working with, um, uh, you know, working at the radio station, working at the X, and also doing uh, booking stuff at uh, the casino gig, like who who would you say is the coolest act or group that you've worked with um, that maybe we wouldn't have thought? they were cool dudes or that, you know, that maybe, um, that people wouldn't just think immediately, Oh, that they that, would be fun. People to just hang out with, you know, good, good people. I would say the cool most actors
0: genuine, actors. the most genuine, believe it or not, would be the Kentucky headhunters. Okay. Take me down, down to do Miss Walker. I mean, great guys. We used to have them play on Derby day. Almost, almost every year. They invite me on a bus. Great bunch of guys. Now do you would think, but, I mean, in, in that in the casino realm, and I think in the radio days, I think the most down to earth, and you wouldn't think that because they're lunatics are Buck Cherry, great guys, Josh Tot, great guys. I mean, they're nice. lunatics, but great guys.
2: <laughs> M- well, I got to thinking about that question because we were, um, I, I shot like for me, the person would be um, photo wise uh, was DJ Polly D. <laughs> yeah, Which was he was, was of, he cool? Or was he a douche? Dude, he was super cool. Like, uh, so I, there's a little quick story I have to tell, um, about this. So Slater, um, Slater Hogan, he booked stuff for, um, you know, a lot of the larger shows for the Pavilion and uh, for his promo company, keeping it deep. Um, anyway, he hired me to shoot Paulie's show, um, like two years ago, I think it was yeah. at the Pavilion. So, um, you know, I'm, I, I, only thing I know of him other than, you know, him being a DJ is the stuff you see on Jersey, Jersey Shore, you know, I was totally expecting a complete douche and, you know, that sort of thing. But I was getting paid for the gig, so I didn't care. Right. Um, he shows up, and he's wearing um, uh, the Flojo Pacers jersey. He does that in every and, city. But but it's a Jalen Rose jersey. It wasn't a Reggie Miller jersey. Wow. And I remember the, before the show when, when he walked in, me and Slater were having that conversation. We were like, man, how are you going to wear the Jalen Rose jersey and not the Reggie Miller jersey? What's up with that? So I don't even think I've ever seen one seen a Jalen Rose jersey other than Jalen Rose wearing it. So it was kind of crazy. Well, I got this really cool photo. Um, I had stage access. So I got this really cool photo where I was on stage behind him, and he's standing there with his arms up um, with the crowd out in the back. So you see him, you know, the back of his,
1: right.
2: his the jersey and everything. And um, ironically enough, uh, Jalen Rose picked that photo up and, um, and tweeted it on his radio, on his, uh, his TV show and on his website so um i got tons of you know extra followers and you know it was cool wow. to see my my photo that i took at that show and he even credited me so that was that was cool most people wouldn't do that so yeah they don't want to that crop credit.
0: that stuff out because that's that's bullshit here's some here's a fun fact paul ed well how much do you think he's worth i'm gonna tell you 20 million dollars oh dude
2: it yeah it's insane i mean people went nuts for him it was the place was packed and um like part of my gig was taking um, VIP photos. So they would have like a line of people to meet him. They literally would, There was a line of girls. They paid extra or whatever, or won a contest. And you know how the radio thing goes. Yeah. So we're in the dressing room. He's in front of the radio backdrop. Like the person would come in, his tour manager would bring the girl in. They, you know, stand next to him, hugging, him, whatever, quick picture, next girl. Like literally the interaction was 10 seconds for each person. Yeah. And it was just, a you know, 50 of them. And uh, there was some downtime right before we started, and it was just me and him standing there, you know. And uh, he, was just a, he was just a cool, normal dude. I mean, you know, and I asked him, I was like, man, does this ever get old, having a line of girls waiting for you? And he started laughing. He's like, never, never.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, I'm, so, I'm telling you, man. Paulie yeah, D would be people. one of those guys with the luck he Paulie D would be one of those guys that would actually get charged at a free clinic because I'm sure he's just, he's throwing it out there everywhere. I'm sure he is. I mean, it's <laughs> worth 20 million, you know, good looking dude. I mean, the TV show definitely helped, but I mean, here's a guy who knew how to parlay that and, and to make a brand for himself. man. I read that as like 20 million as it gets like 40 K a gig or something. And he's worth 20 million,
2: 20 million. Yeah. Dude. That's, it, that's insane. I mean, his whole, his whole team was super cool with me. Um, you know, they were, I, I wasn't expecting that. I was kind of blown away at how, you know, how cool they were. And, um, you know how kind of down to earth they were considering all that stuff so that was that was my biggest uh, my biggest pleasant surprise so and the ironic thing is that you know me and slater were kind of dogging out the jalen rose jersey and that just happens to be like the most viewed photo that i think i've ever taken in my That's entire huge. life dude that, <laughs> is, that is that is huge
0: if you've got some topics for gary and i to talk about do you jump on the uh, either facebook instagram or uh, twitter uh, the username or the the handle is the Alex B podcast. Every Wednesday, uh, we're gonna have Gary on here, and um, we're gonna we're gonna come up with a theme song or something. Um, we get to We seem to be a little more serious today for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's, it's our first time. You know, it's kind of like our first date. I don't know. It's like
1: you
2: know. I think it, I think so. I think we're I think we were both on our best behavior. Um, maybe hoping to get a little lucky um, after. And uh, I think uh, I think it's gonna. I don't know. I think it's gonna maybe um, evolve into something a little bit, um, a little bit, a little bit more crazy yeah. as we get as, yeah. as we get our. It's like get a our first
0: beat. date. Like, is he is he gonna is he gonna like is he gonna like look at me? You know, it's like one of those things. But thank God we're but opposite ends of the opposite ends of the city. <laughs> Gary, thank you for calling into the Alex B podcast again. Uh, you can listen on Spotify, um, Apple, or uh, Google, and I will talk to y'all next time. See ya and bye.